Hello Insomniacs, and welcome to another episode of Hello Insomnia. It's Christy here, and I'll be your host tonight, and joining me is the wonderful Steven, the entertaining Jerry, and of course, the amazing Aaron. Welcome to our penultimate episode of Hello Insomnia, and for today's episode, we'll be discussing the Wendigo, one of our favorite cryptid stories. Have you all heard about the Wendigo? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> digging uh, that enthusiasm! I, I feel like you're gonna tell us. Uh, yes, That's exactly. Yes, what I, I, have, I have heard yeah. of the Wendigo. It's it's been all over the place. It's, it's on T-shirts. It's on video pop games. Culture. Move, it's, yeah, the Wendigo is everywhere. It's definitely been used. It's an, like actually it's a team. Like yeah, it's a team mascot uh, in uh, Washington. Actually, is it this really the, yeah, the Washington Wendigos? Yeah, the more you know. Yeah. Never even, never even knew that. Also, I then also, totally made that up. So there you oh. go, everybody. Very <laughs> yeah. Okay, what a Very liar! Believable. Amazing, amazing. Aaron just turned into lying. Aaron, to wow, me today. wow. So First like, of all, you vote him out. You vote him out. gave me that magician name, so of course I had to do <laughs> some magic Aaron. tricks in the episode. The amazing Aaron. Watch him pull his finger. Well, you know what? I wanted to give you an accurate adjective, and now I'm going to take that shit wow. away because no, it's lying, yeah, Aaron. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, then let's begin. So what we like to do is start with the history of the Wendigo. It's become a part of traditional belief systems of a number of Algonquin? Algonquin? Algonquin speaking people, including the Ojibwe, the Soto, the Cree, the Noscopy, and the Innu. Although descriptions can vary depending on which tribe you're speaking to, the one thing that's common to all of them is that each of these cultures view the Wendigo as a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being they're strongly associated with winter the north (laughs) winter is coming coldness famine and starvation you had to get that one in there i had to get that that as soon as we had the winter in the north in there i I don't i don't think the night Mm. king was a (laughs) winter you know you might have been hold on (laughs) let's talk more about that So the Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquin tribes based in the northern forests of Nova Scotia, as well as the east coast of Canada and the Great Lakes region of Canada, but can also be found in the northern woods of Minnesota and in Wisconsin in the United States. The Wendigo is depicted as a monstrous, malevolent spirit with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and turned them into a Wendigo. Its influence is said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and several other cultural taboos against such behaviors. So if we get into the descriptions from each of the tribes, the Algonquin, Ojibwe, the Eastern Cree, the Soto, West Main, Swampy Cree, Noscopy, and Innu people have all described them as giants that tower over human beings. Um, the Algonquin legend describes the creature as... A giant with a heart of ice, sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. And that is literally the the Night King, y'all. That's all I'm saying. I I mean, that describes so many things, though. I mean, mean, uh, you're not wrong. It's giving me a little golem vibe when I look at it. uh, A giant golem. Ymir. (laughs) A giant snowman. Frost giants. It could be anything. That's Olaf. Olaf. I mean, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. Confirmed. Yeah. Olaf is a way to go. There was a giant <laughs> frozen monster in yeah. Frozen. There was, but Olaf is the one we, we're terrified of. So the Ojibwe describe it as a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth, jagged teeth. Its breath is a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it would eat any a man, woman, or child who'd ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chooses to possess a person instead, and that luckless individual becomes a Wendigo themselves, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. Native American versions of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit, over 15 feet tall, that had once been human but had been transformed into a creature by the use of magic. Though all of the descriptions vary, just a little, the Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and overly long tongues. 
Sometimes they are described as having sallow, yellowish skin, and at other times depicted to be covered with matted hair. The creature is said to have a number of skills and powers that include stealth, because it's a near-perfect hunter. It knows and uses every inch of its territory and can control the weather through the use of dark magic. They're also portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation no matter what they eat. Wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land, eternally seeking to fulfill their voracious appetite for human flesh, and if there is nothing left to eat, it starves to death. Yeah, well, all right. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> okay. Hey. And there's there's two images we're staring at here in our notes. And, and both are a little uh, unnerving in my opinion. Nah. One looks like a scraggly dog, and yeah. the other one. What is kind just... of dog have did you? One own looks a child? like the crackhead down the street from me. Yeah, <laughs> both of them. Honestly, <laughs> I both... will accept that description. But so the one this... about the dog, how dare no, you? Is this Florida man? Both of those look like creatures around our neighborhoods. That's exactly what that is. (laughs) So more reason to stay away from your your part of the the, the state. Got it. Got it. The crackhead and his dog. We have windigos everywhere here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because there's there's two different looks to them. There's the one that's more humanoid. um, Mm -hmm. That's just really just starving. Yeah, probably the one Uh, that's like the possessed version. That they're more uh, likely to have those humanoid features. Yeah, and then there's the one that looks more animalistic, where it's mm-hmm. got like a deer's kind of like head and antlers. I wonder um, if they, like Hannibal took inspiration from that because that's what I got from looking at that picture was the antlers, literally cannibalistic, always depicted in cold and ice. Yeah. So the thing, the thing about the antlers is, yeah, that's more Hollywood's version of mm-hmm. the Wendigo. So where like a lot of like the Native American tribes and stuff like the tribes in like Canada and everything kind of depicted as uh, this more humanoid with just their, you know, their skin being really tight and malnourished and just creepy looking with blood all over its face. Damn. So that's, uh, it's nightmarish and nightmare fuel. So uh, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Cause we actually have a couple stories to tell all of you about the influence of Wendigos in cultures. Aaron, if you want to start us off, uh yeah, why not? Let's uh talk about this character here. His uh name was Swift Runner, I believe. Swift. Um, we got a picture of him too, so this is also what we're staring at. So this is a this is a real human being. Uh, yes. around the date of uh 1879, he was uh characterized as a cannibal and mass murderer. Uh, nobody knows when this dude was born, but let's get into his uh. Let's get into his origin stories, his Marvel origin stories. He might be in the MCU. I don't know if they're going to put him in this. Could we'll be. Yeah. Oh, jeez, guys. <laughs> That's what they're taking this year to do. Try to fit cannibalism into the Disney lifestyle. I mean, he's a part of the Cree community, so... Oof. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Swift Runner, Swift Runner was a popular man in the Cree community and a father of six children. Good Lord, man. Keep it in your pants. Um, he stood at over six foot tall and he made a living as a trapper and a guide in the Northwest mountain, uh, for the Northwest mountain police. But over time, Swift runner developed a taste for whiskey Ooh. as, as one does in their life. I mean, it's cold. Uh, warm it begins with whiskey. Yeah. It, it always begins with whiskey. <laughs> and it ends with cannibalism. Is that- yeah. Yeah. Stay away from That's the drink. Moral of this story. <laughs> Stay away from the drink. Uh, it's speculated it's because he lost his ability to hunt and take care of his family is why he turned to the bottle. He fell into the throes yeah. of alcoholism. And to make things worse, Swift Runner was an angry drunk. And he was drinking, and his drinking habits got him into trouble. First, he was fired from the police force. And then he was kicked out of his tribe thanks to his violent tendencies. So again, stay away from the bottle, people. Please. Uh, in the winter of 18... 18- 78 swift runner took his family his wife six children and his mother-in-law well there's the problem right there uh his brother (laughs) and his brother into the forest several months later as spring rolled around swift runner staggered out of the woods and into a nearby catholic mission when the priest asked what was wrong swift runner said his entire family was dead during the winter, he hadn't been able to find any food. Slowly, all his relatives started to starve to death. 
The priests were somewhat suspicious, however, uh, and Swift Runner looked pretty healthy. Why hadn't he succumbed to the starvation? Plus, they knew a quite other few Cree who'd had pretty successful winters hunting, uh, hunting-wise. The priests were also disturbed by Swift Runner's constant nightmares. The man would wake up in the night screaming at the top of his lungs. The last straw is when, Strip, when Swift Runner tried to lead a group of children into the woods. Like He's the Pied Piper over here. Dude. That hey, or our Come Kelly. over here, guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> good, good Lord. Keep keep going. Jeez, man. Convinced he had killed his family, the priests went to the authorities. The police put Swift Runner under arrest with no evidence whatsoever and ordered the man to be uh, the big man to lead them to the winter campsite. Some say Swift Runner immediately took them to the spot. Others say he intentionally tried to mislead them, only cooperating after he was made drunk. Good lord, this man is hitting the sauce left and right. Hitting the sauce Jeez. very hard. They wanted, they convinced him to just do some shots, and then he yeah. just got into a good mood and didn't want to attack him. And he's like, "Yeah, let's go show him some dead bodies." Hey, Scott, want to see a dead body? Want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, the group eventually stumbled upon the campsite where they found a truly horrifying scene. There were bones everywhere. Some bones were broken in half and hollowed out. Meanwhile, some had snapped. Uh, some had been snapped open and sucked dry of their marrow. Their their suspicions were confirmed when they found a pot full of human fat. He actually, I mean, he at least Mm. used every part of their body. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't a wasteful cannibal. Oh, so that's the bright side you took out of human remains. Found I don't think the there campsite. is a bright side to this, but we've got to look at some kind of like. Oh, that's why he had all them kids. He's hungry. Did they actually Stable. like save the kids? Like that's the part I didn't hear is whether or not that he took the kids off with him, like Pied Piper style, or if they stopped him before that. Uh, oh no, those kids are gone. Oh, right, no, I then. believe they stopped him because that was the final draw. Like, yeah, we're not letting these kids go with you to the woods. But I didn't see any information about the rest of that part of this story. So we're going to pretend the kids are safe, no matter what history tells us. I Got hope it. so. Got it. Well, I mean, what history tells us is the kids are dead because it's, it's 1879. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about them. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, so they found the human remains at the campsite, uh, pot full of fat. Just, you know, sitting there. And that's when Swift Runner pulled the Wendigo defense. According to Swift Runner, he'd been possessed by an evil spirit. That's when he murdered and eaten an entire family of his. Remember, that was six kids, a wife, and his mother- brother, and the mother-in-law. Damn, uh, Dude was hungry. Damn. However, that didn't really fly with the authorities, of course. they Come on now. You know they're 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 gonna be like yeah sure a Wendigo and the mother-in-law yeah all right buddy that's crossing the line (laughs) no they probably were like cool with the mother-in-law like we get the mother-in-law but the rest of the family Swift the rest of the family six kids come on bro yeah rest so what happened after all this when Swift Runner went to trial in 1879 the jury didn't buy his supernatural tale and after 20 minutes of deliberation they sentenced the Cree to death swift runner was uh, eventually executed on december 20th 1879 in fact he was the first man legally hanged in alberta dang. canada dang dang before his death the big man converted to catholicism and the moment and moments before the trapdoor dropped, he gave a speech admitting his guilt. It was not the Wendigo, people. No, it was me all along. It was me. Oh God! It was me. Uh, that's terrible. It is everybody. All right. Uh, quite a few people came to watch Swift Runners uh, meet his maker, including one spectator who claimed it was the 29th hanging he had witnessed. This dude got it. He's got a, he's got a, a lot of hanging. Card for some hanging. First got of all, a weird kink. Why is he just like 
that, why is that a claim for him to just like a point of interest? You know, this is the 29th one I've been to. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. Yep. One away uh, to 30. Yeah. <laughs> if they push that's my when, That's when you get a free, <laughs> to watch a free hanging at number 30. Uh, as the execution uh, connoisseur he was, uh, he later put, it was the prettiest hanging I have ever seen. This dude was a, you know, and he's seen the a way lot. to go. <laughs> yeah, he needs to, to be on trial now, too. That needs <laughs> into some shit. Way to go. And Holy so ended the crap. tale of Swift Runner, who the ate his family thing. swift and died even swifter. And didn't Damn. run. Yeah. So he couldn't That's... run away. That's crazy. Um, he was breaking their bones and eat sucking out the marrow. I told just, you he wasn't a wasteful cannibal. He like uh, made use of every gosh. part of the body. It's, I'm like, I just need to go finish watching Hannibal now because that's what this is. This is the vibe it's giving me. I wonder, did you yeah. find anything on the dude's brother? Like how old his brother was? Because he went with his brother. And I'm wondering like if his brother was his age or like did he, he had to get eaten. He first? took out six people yeah. by himself. First of all, he took out nine people he had six kids wife mother and brother there well i think Mm. i think they actually some of them like the brother i think succumbed to starvation Uh, they they were starving and i think what ended up happening was why did they not think to go back to town like i don't understand uh, they couldn't like if he could make it to a church true yeah it's it's probably one of those things where he was probably the um the patriarch of the family and demanded no matter what you're gonna die the brother probably was sickly from not being able to eat because it's winter time so if you're not finding food and like catching food out in the wilderness ever nobody's eating so brother gets sick because he's he's malnourished swift runner kills him right there you go there you go uh then he turns on yeah, to the mother-in-law, right? The children aren't going to do anything about it. They're, they're, I mean, I'm thinking they're all small children. And then his wife's probably not going to say anything. And they just probably start eating the bodies. I'd imagine some of the other family members were starting to eat the family members, too. Yeah, and they made a human he just kind of went. He went down the chain and started ate his wife oh, and started murdering his kids. Just some wholesome family cannibalism yeah. over here. Yeah. So that's that's how I I think it went down. And that's a that's a family trip to remember. Huh? No, they're well, not remembering well, anything. They're, dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're all dead. Well, all right. Well, all right, Jerry. What you got? <laughs> this next story is about the Wendigo Hunter. Jack Fiddler, that's his name. Became a famous shaman. <laughs> <For his allegedly. laughs> uh, that delivery was perfect. Jack Fiddler. Love it. From the top. Jack Fiddler became a famous shaman for his alleged ability to conjure animals and protect his people from spells. Most importantly to the people of the region, he could allegedly... There's a lot of allegedly's going on here. Successfully yeah. defeat the Wendigo, a cannibalistic spirit that would possess people during all too frequent bouts of famine and disease. In his life, Jack Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos. Dang. I feel like he That's, murdered yeah. 14 people. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. 14 Wendigos. They were all Wendigos. <laughs> all of them. Were Wendigos. Wendigos. All of them. Yes. Like, where's the bodies? Jack, uh, I, I I killed the bodies too. They were all <laughs> Wendigos. Yeah, uh, Wendigos. Believe me. Apparently, some were sent against his people by enemy shamans, and others were members of his own band, who were taken with an ins- insatiable, insatiable, insatiable. Yeah. I know how to read. No, Incurable no. desire to eat human flesh. Fiddler was usually asked by family members to to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. He's out there murdering people, <clears throat> y'all. So, so, but they're not turning into Wendigos, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you them. murder them before they become a you Wendigo, put, it still counts. Like it's, it's, a, it's cool. It's Gucci. Stake through their heart. No, he was uh, <laughs> was a, a Doctor Kevorkian right there. He he's, he was the family oh, members God. would come to him and say, hey. Uh, my brother-in-law is has got the 
Wendigo sickness, and yep. uh, I need you to to take him out. And then he right. uh, almost said Swift Runner. Um, Mr. Fiddler would just go and take his, his job out. as the uh, shaman. Fifteen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number seven done. There you yeah, go. A, it was a it was a mercy killing. That's what it was. If you want, so he's like an side. angel of death. Yeah, I was gonna say. In a way, yeah. Uh, yeah they were all I, Wendigos. You, you, they're all Wendigos, all and it's that's not they're a crime. You're killing. You're killing a. Sp- <laughs> the shaman is doing his job, defending mm-hmm. his people. It's not a crime. That they were all Wendigos. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. In some cases, the Wendigo himself or herself would ask to be euthanized accordingly, according to the necessary rights. Fiddler's own brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. He fucking murdered his brother. Yeah, I mean, he was turning Wendigo. Hey, when you're the leader, you got to do what you got to do yeah. to defend your people. Yeah. Just murder, like murder your people, yeah. apparently. Yeah, right there, 17. <laughs> H- HBC, Hudson's Bay Company, Fur Traders, Cree. Dang, that's the longest title. And, had, and some missionaries were well aware of the Wendigo legend though they often explain it as mental illness or superstition. Regardless, several incidents of people turning Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented in the records of company. Jack Fiddler's reputation also grew amongst these groups, and he was approached multiple times by Cree missionaries, Ministers, Mining. Island. Mining. Ministers. Ministers. Island Lake. <laughs> okay. And asked to bring Christianity to his people. Though he respectfully heard their requests, Fiddler did not convert. By the beginning of the 20th century, the sucker people. Was that right? Sucker. The sucker yeah. people. The sucker it it people. wasn't mentioned before, but that's the 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 his clan, his group that he was in charge of. That's the the of course, that's, that's their name. That's what it's oh, called. Okay. I thought it was like some type of derogatory term, uh-huh. um, or like slang. But no, I guess that's what it translates to. Bunch of suckers. So Bunch that's, that's what's suckers. wrote down. Hey, don't be disrespectful, them. guys. He knows what he named them. First of all, mm-hmm. it was a dude that quote unquote killed a bunch of Wendigos that belonged yep. to the sucker tri- <laughs> clan. I'm going to take all their money, a bunch of suckers. You can't take all their <laughs> lives. What do you mean their money? Yeah. Lives and uh, money. They respected them, people. Respect them. <laughs> I will respect the shit out of them. How many murder. Wendigos have you taken out, Christy? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, I this haven't murdered anybody, so this no. guy's he's taking in, out fourteen. All right? He's in double digits right now. Right? Yeah, oh, you know you're, you're, you're looking a little uh, peckish. You got a insatiable <laughs> hunger there, Christy. <laughs> I would call Jack. All uh, right, Jack sucker. Oh, God. Jack, Jack sucker. And sucker people. <laughs> wow, to the disrespect. <laughs> the sucker people were among the only indigenous people in North America living in traditional manner. With almost no government imposition on legal and religious matters. All right. Yeah, all right. In conclusion to events, the cause of death. Oh, I didn't have to read that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to. Uh, no, leaving all of that in. Leaving in there. All of that in. <laughs> Even the car crashed back there, apparently. Uh, That's a Wendigo car. Oh no, I, I smacked my forehead right now when Jerry messed up, and then the car went off. So. <laughs> In early 1907, two members of the Northwest Mounted Police. That was part of uh, the other dude, right? Yeah, the uh, Swift Runner. Yeah, Swift the Mounties. Runner. Visiting Island Lake heard of Jack Fiddler's power against the Wendigo. From Norman Raidus. Norman Ray. In an, an 
and in law <laughs> and in the, the beginning <laughs> seeking to introduce Canadian law in the north the Mounties went to the sucker camp at Deer Lake and arrested Jack and Joseph Fiddler for murder there we go wow, he is, said they were Wendigos they were, Wendigos. They were all Wendigos you seem uh, like Wendigos to me too I, I don't I don't know if, if it if it says in this uh section but uh in an article that i was reading that they were like 80 years old so Jeez. they oh, yeah. did this right. for a long time it took a lot of windows out so yeah. probably yeah. more than 14 people probably right. ended up more than 14 so but yeah. their kd is pretty high that's terrible that's terrible yep yep before leaving, <laughs> they took an eyewitness and declared that each man must give up an extra wife, extra any extra wives. They had multiple wives. Yes, they were monogamous. Yeah. Sweet. No, polygamous. Polygamous, excuse me. Nope. Yes. Polygamous. They were monogamous with a monogamous. lot of women. We're monogamous, <laughs> but we have multiple wives. Yes. <laughs> we're the most of the sucker people. The mountain. The Mounties were the first whites they had ever seen. And that's All right, probably then. scary. The elderly brothers were charged with murdering. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, got, I got this. Wasaka okay. uh, Yeah. Wasaka Pique. Okay. <laughs> you gave him the hardest <laughs> word. <laughs> That's I mean, it, it, it's almost. <laughs> I forgot that Jeez. this was there, and I didn't uh, put a pronunciation oh, thing. In there, almost, so. almost as bad as my last name. But <laughs> Joseph's daughter-in-law, the the year before. Yeah, that's that's her name. That's her name. Wasaka Pique. Wasaka Pique. Uh, and I, I probably am butchering that. So, yeah, uh, please don't at me. I'm afraid. They were held at the Norway House to await trial. Meanwhile, newspapers across Canada picked up the story and printed sens sensational headlines of murder and devil worship. Across the country, people demanded convictions while the police conducting the trial saw an opportunity for fame and advancement. On yes. September 30th, Jack Fiddler escaped captivity during a walk outside he was like 80 right yeah, yeah. he was just walking Dude outside just well, nobody's to he's a shaman with magical abilities people he, he kills right. wind goops he hanged himself uh, oh, hunged himself too. nearby and was found dead later in the day Oh, Except well, he is... I had to kill one more Wendigo <laughs> myself. Oh my <laughs> he, uh, yes, that's he, terrible. He went out on his own terms. He yeah, looked that's... in the mirror and was like, I have become what I have hunted all my life. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. the Wendigo. Joseph Fiddler still went to trial. However, Angus Ray, the eyewitness, testified that Wasaka Pique was killed why wasn't that up on the beginning? Yeah, I, I, I missed one. Excuse me. In deep pain and incurably sick, according to the custom of the people who were not aware of Canadian law. Hmm. Oh. Damn. Pressed on the Wendigo issue, Ray admitted that it was a belief among his people and that Jack and Joseph were the ones who were usually asked to euthanize the very sick and prevent Wendigos. Despite some of the unreliable testimonies from Ray and the pleas of missionaries at and HBC traders, Joseph was convicted and sentenced to death by Ellsworth oh. by Ellsworth Perry. The stipendary magistrate further appeals secured his release, but the order came three days after his death in 1909. Damn. So wait, he died in jail three days after. after. Um, yeah, no, they, they appealed. So he got yeah. the appeal, but the appeal didn't get there until he had died already three days Damn. prior. So. 
Thanos. And that was the brother, right? Joseph that was the brother. Yeah, that was brother. Without their most prominent leaders, the people of the Upper Severn, Severn River had no choice but to accept government rule. Robert Fiddler, Jack's son, signed an addition to Treaty 5 as chief of the Deer Lake Band. That sounds like my indie band. I was going to say, they ain't the suckers no more. <laughs> In 1910, and chose to settle at Deer Lake later, several families, including the Fiddlers, moved to Sandy Lake and became part of Treaty 9. Today, most of the descendants of Jack Fiddler lived in the Sandy Lake First Nation with other at Deer Lake First Nation and North Spirit Lake First Nation in Ontario, Canada. And the three reserves at Island Lake in Manitoba. Man- Manitoba. No, it's not Manitoba. No. Sam. So, so yeah, so they en- ended up That's- relocating. Uh, or Jack's son and all his family ended up relocating. Twice, it sounds like to move off and kill more yeah. windigos elsewhere, right? Yeah. Well, well, I don't, I don't know if the son, I don't think the son was a, a shaman. shaman. I think he was just the chief, or became, yeah, became the chief, and then. Well, he, I mean, like Jack him. was both a, a chief and a and a shaman, right? Yeah, and then I think, in in that culture, you respect the shaman because he yeah. will because he'll, he'll kill you and just say he was a windigo. <laughs> yep. No, but windigo. see, the the thing was though is like. In, in this in this culture in this you know they believed that the spirit if the spirit was in somebody it's better to to end them now before it gets worse no I and feel then it. they go and kill somebody else so yeah no, I feel it what I'm what he saying. did isn't murder by their standards but by you know uh everyone law else and world. everybody else yeah, now well, at the time because yeah I think it was spreading. So, like law and Canadian law and all that stuff was was spreading over, and that's what got him tripped up. I I just feel like if if you as a tribe, you know, believe in this thing, you know, whatever those are your beliefs and stuff like that. But how about we have a group decision that Jack over there is a Wendigo before we let yeah, old totally old they what's his name did. They you probably know. did, and he diagnosed them as Wendigos. I feel like, and so the tribe probably said, "Okay, if it's a Wendigo, you know what to do." I feel like old old Jack Fiddler was like, "Oh no, that's a Wendigo right there." Definitely. Phil, you owe me three dollars. What? That's kind of Wendigo talk over there. That's going yeah. on. What's happening? Remember, I asked you out to prom, mm. and you said no. Wendigo, like, wendigo. Seems wendigo. like a Wendigo move. That's yep. <laughs> I don't know. You're uh, you're eating that deer meat a little fast there. Uh, I think uh, somebody's a Wendigo. Get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what happened. Damn. Oh, man. So that's that's a good story of a uh, Wendigo hunter. Uh, it's a murderer. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he hunted them. He just anonymously killed. That's the thing, because they were like sickly people. Like, whereas the mm. Wendigos, like, yeah, they're emaciated, but they're like able to kind of rip. Aren't they able to like you know tear you limb from limb? Not if they're uh, emaciated enough, right? Yeah, well, because it they also think it's a spirit, so I imagine some type of pos- possession. Oh, um, with the pos- possession, there's probably like some no like, exorcism resistance, just, you know. I'd imagine so they probably take them out. Yeah. Or uh, weaken them, put them in a weakened state. So, uh, but that's yeah. that's Jack Fiddler's story. You guys, uh, you guys, ready to hear another story about uh, always right. Wendigo? Right. Some, some fun folklore here. Yeah. All right. So this this uh, story here is the legend of Anway, the Wendigo killer. All right. Anway's legend is told as a story by the uh, swamp, Swampy Cree about Wendigos. As the tale goes, there was once a time where people of a village were being preyed upon and feasted upon by Wendigos. So they called for help uh, to anywhere, anywhere brave enough to hunt them all down. One such warrior answered the call, 
declaring that he will slay the man-eating monsters, terrorizing them. This warrior was Anway. Uh, Anway uh, was already considered a master of his craft and was very knowledgeable about the uh, monsters that he was hunting for. So rather than seeking the Wendigos out in the forest, Anway instead hid and observed the people of the village. For he knew the uh, Wendigos uh, came to be and how they behaved. Eventually, he noticed a large family amongst the others that seemed off. Seeming how, despite acting normal like other families, this family would tend to eat more often than the rest. Watching their actions closely, Anway discovered that they were indeed Wendigos and that they have been eating people, eating people, and so he began a plan to kill them. Anway was the first to kill, uh, Anway would first kill the oldest in the family, the elderly father, by tricking him uh, along with uh, his seven sons. Uh, let me read that again. By tricking him along with his seven sons into thinking that he was a frail, thin man trying to hunt a beaver. Um, sensing his father had been killed, the sons immediately rushed back, but each one had come back one by one as Anway had had them fetch sticks uh, for the beaver dam and had set in different uh, specific locations so that they wouldn't be able to attack them all at once. So he, Anway strategically placed these um, sticks for the beaver dam, like in different distances so that uh, one would go fetch one and he would be gone for like, you know, four minutes. This other guy would be gone for like three. So that by the time they figured out that their father had died, uh, Anway can fight them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Anway would kill each son that showed up, with the sixth son finally revealing himself as a Wendigo. The seventh son and the youngest son was the last son of the family to be killed. But after begging for his life, uh, though he admitted to never giving any of his victims mercy, Anway questioned him. Anway would uh, Anway would hide his uh, hide the bodies inside the beaver den and then wait for the wives of the father and sons to show up. The elderly wife of the father immediately realized what happened and attacked Anway, but Anway was too quick for her and killed her. He turned his attention to the son's wives and demanded those who were human to step aside which a handful did, while the other handful revealed themselves to be Wendigos. Why would they, like, out themselves there? Yeah, because they're, like, being captive, or, I mean, what are you going to do against a Wendigo? You know what I mean? If you're serving them, you're not dying from them. So if, if this guy's like, I've killed these people, uh, if you're a human, get the hell away, you're going to get out of the way and not be murdered by... Anyway, the killer. Got it. Why wouldn't like the Wendigos pretend to be humans though? Like just step aside with the other humans. Well, I mean, those Wendigos, you've just murdered their family, so I'd imagine it's yeah, probably like a fair. like a clan thing. You know what I mean? They're part yeah. of the sucker tribe. Like is what it was. <laughs> the sucker tribe. <laughs> That's what Bunch happened. Of suckers. Ah, the loyalty of a Wendigo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anway would dispatch the remaining Wendigos one by one before he told the human wives uh, to help him burn the hearts of the Wendigo. Uh, in, yeah, help him burn them into the fire. As that said, would be the only way to destroy them once and for all. And sure enough, the icy cold hearts of the Wendigo burned until there was nothing left but ash. So this story... The the Wendigos had, um, they say that it had a solid heart full of just ice, and oh. that he burned them, 
and they didn't burn right away. So they had to keep adding fire or wood to the fire until they completely burned uh, into ash, which is crazy. Damn. And this is why black people like their food well done, everybody. Because wow. you have to make oh sure. Because you eat that, Wendigos all the time. Yes, we are the Wendigo yeah. hunters. Uh, and okay. Eating ashes. That's what yeah. you're doing. Eating ash. Huh? Got to make sure <laughs> like, it's tradition. It's tradition. Like eating ash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like groceries. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the story, the little folklore story of Anne Way's The Wendigo Killer. Or the killer, yeah. Ah. Um, but uh, there is a a thing that kind of explains. I mean, I mean, like, I guess I don't want to. So, like the the tribes, the native tribes believe that it's a spirit and stuff, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, Western culture, you know, uh, I don't say they believe that there's like a diagnosis for it and. So the diagnosis, they have a thing called Wendigo psychosis. Ooh, it's a so like a this is a clinical a clinical uh, reason why diagnosis. these people are are cannibalistic, and then that this is what this is. Uh, Wendigo, a, a severe culture bound syndrome occurring among the northern Algonquin Indians living in the uh, Canadian and northern United States, northeastern United States. The syndrome is characterized uh, characterized by delusions of becoming possessed by a flesh eating monster, the Wendigo, uh, and is a manifest man- manifested manifested into symptoms oh. including depression, violence, a compulsive desire for human flesh, and sometimes actual cannibalism. Uh, the psychosis is also known by. Numerous names and spellings among them is uh, Waitiko. Waitiko. Yeah. It's a lot of different variations of yeah. uh, Wendigo. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's how they, I guess, uh, categorized it is like, all right, this, or rationalized it. It's like, this is just a uh, psychosis. Mm. You're you're crazy, you're depressed, and you're violent. That's, but it kind of makes sense a little bit when you take um, Swift Runner's story, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's not a spirit; it's just he succumbed to all these madness, bad, these bad things happening all at once, and then you just decided to eat your family. Oh, so, like culture bound syndromes are actually in the DSM under cultural concept concepts of distress so it really is like a psychiatric diagnosis that's intense yeah so i wonder if like like people like the donner party and uh was it that flight that crashed by chile with all the like rugby players and stuff i I wonder if that's like the the chile flight with the rugby players they that was survival that wasn't they were they were donner party yeah. Yeah. yeah They didn't Donner do it because there's no the other thing. thing. Because the Donner Party didn't kill anybody to eat them. They just ate the dead. Mm-hmm. No, the, they they did. Uh, the Donner Party, there was one person that was there suspected. There was one, one person that was yeah, suspected of But they didn't a prove Real life Among Us? Yeah, literally, he was the only one that was he sus, was like, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. they mentioned him in the last podcast and like that he was the, like the last person they were talking about but everybody else is whenever the people died that's yeah they ate them. they, they ate them. so they they're they're they rationalize or you know like survival oh, we gotta, man. We we gotta, gotta eat. eat this meat and gotta eat to last a little bit longer yeah oh my because remember they ate their they ate their like shoes they ate their belts anything that was like leather or whatever yeah they, they um, ate the seats and yeah and the, ate the uh, seats yeah chile and crash i forget the number or whatever but so they did everything before, you know, resulting to eating the humans. But yeah, it was you got to survive. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So when somebody says you're looking tasty, uh, question mm. them. Or when they say you look like a snack. Jeez, that's Wendigo psychosis. Oh. Or in uh, <laughs> what was it? It was in one of the comic books. Uh, Deadpool was feeding pieces of himself to Arch Archangel. To keep him alive when they were stranded somewhere. I can't remember which one it was. But it was just like, you know, 
Because he can just grow it back. Yeah, he just grows yeah, it back. So, but like, does he get hungry? Like, does Deadpool get hungry and could just keep eating himself? Like, auto-cannibalistic? I, be- I feel, and don't quote me, I feel that he 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 gets hungry and then he can eventually just starve to death but then he would just recover from whatever is causing the death and then he would just go through the cycle again it's the same thing with like drowning he would just drown recover from it and drown again and just be in the cycle in a cycle of death because he just he does he can't die that way so dang yeah that's crazy uh there's uh some some theories that uh it's when the Wendigo thing is like a possible metaphor for like the situation. So uh, as a concept, the Wendigo um, says you can apply to situations other than the native American European relations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it served as a metaphor explaining that any pattern of uh, domination by which groups subjugate and dominate or violently destroy, displace um, an area basically, uh, yeah. Joe Lockhart, an English professor at Arizona State, argues that Wendigos are agents of social cannibalism uh, who know uh, the pro- provincial, provincial, provincial. Uh, or national borders. Um, all human cultures have been visited by shape-shifting Wendigos. Their uh, visitations speak to the insurrection. Separability. Thank you. Of human experience, Uh, national identity is irrelevant uh, to the to this borderless horror. Uh, Lockhart's ideas explain that Wendigos are an expression of dark aspects of human nature and drive towards greed, consumption, and disregard of others' life in the pursuit of self aggrandizement. Aggrandizement. There you go. Damn. So, it's, uh, yes, it's basically just human greed and yeah, taking over, fair. taking stuff that's not ours, which, again, that makes sense, too. It could be. But because what was it? Uh, Fiddler's uh, mm-hmm. his clan is the first time they met white people, right? Or yeah. the white. Yeah, it was it Jack claimed? Fiddler's yeah. as when yeah. like they were being approached by canadians for the first yeah. time ever so but then the wendigo thing was was already known because by this time by the time they met the mounties uh, he had already killed 14 people yeah so that's the fascinating thing because i'm curious like all, each of these tribes have their own rendition of it so they've all separately come to the conclusions that wendigos exist right it's not like they had one great meeting and decided hey this is now part of our folklore but they yeah, recognize but... those same issues in each of these different cultures, and it's just a clear pattern. Yeah, they 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 try to put some some reasoning behind it or some sense mm-hmm. behind it, whether Damn. it's supernatural or not. Um, they they're trying to rationalize it. That's crazy. So, uh, the, the crazy thing is too is that uh, the Wendigo creatures are sightings are still being reported. To, uh, this day? to this day, yeah. to uh, this day, especially in the northern Ontario uh, area, just Canada near, no more. near the cave of the Wendigo, uh, and around the town of Kenora, Kenora. Am I saying? I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, where it has allegedly been spotted by traders, trackers, trappers, and, for decades, and there's still many people that believe that the Wendigo roams around the woods in prairies of the northern Minnesota and Canada, uh, Kenora, Ontario, Canada, and have been given the title of, or they have all been given the title of a Wendigo capital of the world by many. And sightings of the creature in this area continue as well into the new millennium. And that's according to Kathy Weiser. So don't trust Canada. Legends of America. Don't trust northern Minnesota. Stay out of the woods. And people wow. probably won't eat you. And and welcome to the, the Don't Trust Report with Christy Points, everybody. Yeah. Every yes. episode. That was yep. updated February em. 2020, guys. Just saying, don't trust them. Yeah, it's fine, people. <laughs> right before <laughs> right before Corona hit. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Just saying. Someone some say we got too greedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys had to do something. Uh, I would oh, like to commend... Damn. 
I'd like to commend everybody on their um, adequate job of the most difficult reading. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Pronunciations alone. <laughs> yes. Hello, well, insomnia. I had to read the Worcestershire sauce one. Come <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> on. I'm just... Uh, I, you know what? It's, it's better just to... to go into it you know what i mean I, mm-hmm. we have troubles pronouncing words it's fine uh we're gonna cite our sources here now uh Always. yeah we can uh we used uh murderpedia.org and knowledge nuts for <laughs> the <laughs> no no that's that sounds like a terrible website right knowledge nuts. for the tale of swift runner and stuff about the wendigo uh we use wikipedia as always for uh jack fiddler's um information as well for the wendigo psychosis uh, we use the Legends of America to get that last bit of update about the continued sightings. Uh, and uh, YouTube has an actually very good video about the uh, Wendigo. And that's um, the Native American myth, the Wendigo, the Amimushikego tribe. And that's from the channel Extra Mythology. It's a very good video. And I'd recommend people watch it because it tells the story of Anwe. Because I might have butchered that story, but it is a very good story for folklore. Check it out. And uh, all right, with that, I mean, does you guys have anything else to add to the stories? Any last remaining questions, comments, mm, concerns? I'm I'm satiated. I really understand where Hannibal the Cannibal came from now. Like that's the moral of the story. Aside from don't trust Canadians in Minnesota. Good lord. Just saying. Wow. Because wow. they might eat right. you. Let's wrap yeah. this up before we lose yeah. every yeah. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love you guys. We're sorry okay. if we, we butchered you. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry uh, if we butchered you. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry, yay. Sorry. Wow. All right, guys. That's that's enough. Uh, <laughs> right. Canada's going to beat us. Um, Christy, you going to close? Yeah. And with that, wait, who, me? Steven? Hi. Is that Christy? <laughs> Yes, I'm with Christy. That. I'm close. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tag this. Um, and with that, we appreciate all your time. We appreciate being able to tell you these stories. And we hope you sleep well tonight. <laughs>